Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Mike, we have more five-star reviews. I'm so excited. More five-star yes. reviews. That's my favorite thing around. It's very exciting. So I would just like to quickly thank Trisha Lynn, who uh, reviewed us with five stars and said, just found you and love it. Binge listening now and really enjoying. Right. Trisha Lynn, you're my girl, yo. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And right I, on. I, I love binge listening. I have to admit, when I find a new podcast to listen to, I just go like hardcore. And, and so like right now I'm listening to that, uh, the NPR serial. Oh, you're on serial, huh? I haven't, I haven't gotten on it yet. I know it's the thing to do, but yeah. I haven't done it yet. So I like, I have all these other podcasts that I love that I listen to regularly. And I can't, like, I tried to to take a break and listen to one of those and I can't, I have to, I have to get up to speed. So, so Trisha Lynn, thank you for taking the time to review. Thank you, Trisha. You know, you know what, you know, a podcast I binge listened to for like, three months what's that mike dan carlin's hardcore history Ooh, i have yet to listen to that one dude dan carlin first of all i discovered today that i had missed uh the fourth part of his world war one podcast from august for some reason i wasn't Uh subscribed i thought i was subscribed um but dan carlin's hardcore history is my absolute favorite like he really gets into the how and why of things and um you're when you're done listening to it you absolutely feel smarter so uh that's cool. my that's my favorite that's my the one i can't miss like, he only comes out once every couple months and it's really fascinating so dan dan carlin's awesome this message was brought to you by dan carlin's hardcore history no i'm just kidding no he's um. he's he's sponsored by audible <laughs> so it's like don't forget about audible.com and i'm like audible you've gotten lots of my hey, money hey you just gave him a free ad but Trisha Lynn, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And anyone else who would be so inclined as to leave us a review, um, I've put up a special page at othersidepodcast.com slash review. Excellent. Where you can, um, I'm doing my best to help you find out the easiest way to do the whole reviewing process, depending on which system, which OS you use. And um, But if you leave a five-star review, please leave a comment as well so that we can thank you and give you a little shouty on here. Yeah, so. we'd love to say something nice to you for yeah. doing something awesome like Trisha Lynn. Yes, okay. And also like Sconner99 and Duck and Decker. Yeah, those those guys are the, the coolest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a special club. Yeah. We hold you in our hearts. So... What's up next? Well, I think today I want to talk about celebrity conspiracy theories. Okay. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Um, we haven't covered too much about that yet, but we did talk about the Illuminati a we bit. T- yeah. We, we, talked a l- about, we talked about the Anunnaki. And, That's and right. Yes. David Icke and the lizards that rule the world. Mm, indeed. So we talked about those guys and... Um, but the fact is, you know, whether they're on drugs or not, and we'll be talking about Charlie Sheen in a little while. No worries. Tiger blood. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger blood. Winning 
Sober Valley. Charlie Sheen, thank you for all you've done for the rest of us who, who watch pop culture. But, um, you know, celebrities are paranoid people. They really are. It's a and rightfully so. Absolutely, it's a it's a paranoid group of people. I mean, what happened to John Lennon? John Lennon got yeah. popped. It's happened to a lot of celebrities. Yeah, it sadly. happened. Think about uh, Dimebag Daryl mm. from Pantera, two thousand five. Like, like, not a lot of people talk about that, but Diamond Daryl was murdered. Did you just say Diamond Daryl? Diamond Daryl was his original name. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. all right. So I always pa- heard of him as Dimebag, and I thought you were like crossing him over with Diamond Dave. And I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Diamond Dave Lee Roth. No, yeah. so for the first couple of uh, Pantera albums, he was known as Diamond Daryl. Mm. And then he didn't change to Dimebag until pot became cool in the mainstream in like 1993. So uh, the first the first couple of Pantera albums, it's, it's Diamond Daryl. <laughs> and he gets murdered. In December of 2005. Such a horrible nightmare. In Ohio, like Columbus, Ohio. Like, I remember. And the thing is, like, we knew so many people who've been influenced and love Pantera and everything. That 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 Dimebag, Diamond, whatever. Um, Daryl, getting murdered at a show. Uh, you have to watch out for it. Yes, in some ways, celebrities should be paranoid. Because in some in some ways, people are out to get them. Yeah, and I mean, you hear all the time about celebrities with stalkers, so it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I can totally imagine somebody like Britney Spears or someone who's just hugely in the limelight. Cra- There's so many crazy people out there in the world, and their eyes are drawn to someone famous, and who knows yep. what they're going to do. So, yeah, I mean, bodyguards do it. At the same time, I think it's a little sad. Uh, it's very sad. You know, because there's people that have these, you know, mental illnesses and uh, there's people lucky enough to live on, uh, you know, the the attention side of life. And so you think about these people who are trying to, who I mean, who latch on to the, the people that get all the attention. And it's just another victim of celebrity culture. Of all of these things, of People Magazine and, and Stars and the TMZ. National Enquirer, right? Team and all these, like, I I love celebrity news. I love to watch it when somebody falls. I'll admit it, you know. Oh my! I know, but you're like, you know what? You, I saw your contract and you had it coming. Um, oh my gosh! But the the thing is, is that uh, when people take that too far. You know, like like there was a woman that used to tr- like broke into David Letterman's house. Yeah, a, a bunch of times. You know, and and she's and she still like his car one time, and uh, she was driving with her son in David Letterman's car, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 no I'm David Letterman's wife." No, this she, isn't weird. No, this isn't right. wrong at all. I've just she stolen went, someone's vehicle she with my child. <laughs> She wasn't David Letterman's wife, but Gosh. and then she eventually killed herself. That's very um, sad. And da- I mean, David Letterman was cool about it, but the the thing is, like stalkers and all of these kind of people exist. And the fact is that sometimes celebrities should be absolutely paranoid because yeah. people are out to kill them. 
Yeah, and it is sad. I mean, it's very sad that that woman, who knows what she was going through, but at the same time, just because somebody's famous, that does not mean that, you know, they deserve to have <laughs> the right to... to Right, ruin someone's... Well, what are we talking about this week? You know, uh, the conversation this week on, on Twitter, on Facebook, is about the interview, right? Right, yes. So, uh, James Franco... The movie, The Interview. And Seth Rogen, right. The interview with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were trying to create a Team America-style political satire. Maybe not a political satire, because those guys maybe aren't smart enough for political satire. But what they're trying is, you know, some kind of satire of the CIA and North Korea. And because they offended some Asian hackers so much... Their movie is no longer coming out right. because the, the hacker said, if the movie comes out, we will do to movie theaters a September 11th style attack. Right. Yep. And today, I mean, this is, you know, what we're all talking about this week is the interview and, and everything like that. And this is one danger of media. So there really was a conspiracy against Seth Rogen and James Franco. Like, if they said there's a conspiracy to ruin our next movie, they wouldn't be lying. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and they already put the money in and, like, it's ready to release. It's not, it's not a, like, a threatening, you know, like, oh, yeah. if you make this movie, we're going to, you know, it's, it's like the movie's nope. done. It's ready to be released. And now... No. And now, right. Now people have already made sure that the movie will never be seen by a majority of American theater goers, which is, you know, fairly sad or whatever, because um, it does feel like the terrorists won this time. Yeah, sure. But anyway, so you wonder why these people think that the world is out to get them, that they believe in conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most famous conspiracy theorist probably is Oliver Stone. Okay, um, right, because, yeah, he, the whole, like, JFK thing. JFK, I mean, JFK came out, like, and this is going to make you feel old. JFK uh, came out 20, 24 what? years ago. I, I, it doesn't make me feel old, because, I mean, I wasn't born then, so. Oh, there you go, so you don't have to worry about it. Aikid, Aikid. Like, he went back, he recreated the Zap Ruder film. Like, Time Magazine did a special issue on JFK when the movie came out. Kevin Costner was the biggest star in the world at the time because he just got the Academy Award for Dances with Wolves. Um, and it just seemed, like, really important. It was but the 27th, 28th anniversary of uh, Kennedy's assassination. And it felt like, it felt like to everybody, like you, I don't know if you would talk to anybody who would say like, yeah, it was just one guy. It was just one guy that shot JFK. There was a magic bullet that killed him, you know, pushed into the, uh, Connolly, the guy from Texas and, you know, blew JFK's brains all over his wife. Like one bullet did all this kind of stuff. And when you go back to it, like, Oliver Stone's conspiracy theory, whether or not you believe in it or not, because, I mean, 
There was a guy uh, prosecuted in Louisiana because the character that uh, Kevin Costner played was a Louisiana district attorney. Garrison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought the only court case ever brought to our Justice Department for the murder of JFK. Wow. And it was like it was a character that Tommy Lee Jones played in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um but this really uh I mean there's been there were sci-fi conspiracy theories with They Live and and other other movies like that in the 1980s. But JFK brought conspiracy theories of the government being dishonest of entertainment being a shining light on the conspiracies against the American people, JFK was the originator of that particular thing. Sure. Well, there, I mean, along that vein, as far as conspiracy, conspiracies against American people, um, there are several celebrities who think that September 11th was a big conspiracy. Ah, truthers. Yes, the truther, the nine eleven truthers, and and that you know I think being the truther is the most dangerous thing to be. Yeah, because when you say that you think that nine eleven was an inside job, yeah, pe- people think you're a kook or you're people anti-American. think you're a jerk. It just you can't say that nine eleven was an inside job without other people thinking something about you. Jesse Ventura. Who, who used to be the governor of the place that I live in right now. I'm right now, I'm, I, I'm about five miles from Minnesota State Capitol, and I've seen it a million times. I, I always think when I pass it, like, there was a professional wrestler in there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are crazy. Um, but Jesse Ventura is the first person to say, like, you know what? All of the things that we've been told about September 11th don't add up. And uh, Jesse Ventura is probably the strongest of them. But who are some other ones? Well, let's see here. For truthers, um, well, apparently Charlie Sheen. Tiger Blood Charlie Sheen. Yes, which I was not aware that he was he was a truther. Uh, he even turned his dad around to truth. Like wow. He, he well, brought up some family. things. And Martin Sheen, who, who played the president in the West Wing, also came and said, like, hey, like, I, I'm kind of questioning this, which, great. I, I mean, it's good sure. that they, they question these things, but it's just interesting. Um, do you ever see Inception, Wendy? Yes. It's one of the few movies I've actually seen. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a French actress, Marianne Cotillard, who played um, Leo DiCaprio's wife or oh, ex-wife okay. in the sure. movie. The one that was haunting him the whole time. Spoilers, yeah. spoilers for Inception if you didn't live through t- 2010. Um, but Marion Cotillard, she's the one that said that uh, she's like, well, it went into the whole, like, uh, the fact that the World Trade Center 7, like, you know, how did that building fall if it wasn't hit by a plane and stuff? And so it really is interesting to see that people do question the whole truth. Most Deaf yeah. came out. He came out in 2007 on the Bill Maher show. And the Bill Maher show is comedy. So it might be, you know, like... Maybe but it's mo- political, too. I mean, it's, it's, they definitely... 
absolutely. But people also say funny things on yeah. on uh, real time with Bill Maher. <laughs> right. So so I want to give most deaf the benefit of the doubt because, well, saying to people that you think that nine eleven might not have been the result of nineteen Muslim terrorists is like is offensive to a lot of people. So, I mean. I and you have friends in the American military. And if we say that to the people in the American military, they treat us like we are idiots. I would say not only that, but I mean, I know directly know people who had family members in the Twin Towers that were lost because of that, you know, and it's just (laughs) it's just such a a sensitive topic that you don't want to. I mean, even bringing it up is just it's it's horrible and sensitive and it's it's you don't want those people questioning what happened they're, they're dealing with enough already of having lost direct family members you know so yes that is that is absolutely true they're they're dealing with all of the this pain is too close right exactly to, to be able to have a quick a critical look at but people still believe that it might have been an inside job. And this is not an insignificant thing. Like, it's still on coast to coast and everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, most deaf, Charlie Sheen, Marion Cotillard, Jesse Ventura, they still think something's a little fishy about the official story about September 11th. And that's fair, and it's good to question things, right? I think it's always good to question things. Because you know what? When it comes to the government, I always say prove it. Yeah, and not just the government, but I mean... <laughs> the way that we find out about these things through the media, it's through lenses of multiple people and multiple people with different, you know, motivations. And I mean, there's a lot of money involved and it's just like really knowing what the actual truth is. And when we're trying to view it through this cloudy lens, it's not easy. <laughs> and the media has lied to us in our lifetime. Right, right. We've, we've you know, seen it firsthand i mean whether or not um it was a good thing to be in vietnam whether or not it was a good thing to do things uh like send u.s troops into laos and 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 stuff like that whether or not it was good they still did it and then they told us they didn't and so they still used american money american like our tax dollars to do these things and it doesn't matter what your site is on the spectrum um when the government lies to you, you still have to worry about, are they going to lie to you again? Yep. Um, you know, we should go a little bit lighter because <laughs> 9-11, so 9/11, like 9/11 truth get... is really, it really is serious because we still have troops over there who are getting, yes. you know, people get killed. We had so many kids die this week in the, you know, the Pakistan Taliban thing. Way to lighten it up, Mike. What I'm trying to say is, it's a very serious thing. It is. Um, and just thinking about 9-11 just makes you, makes you feel, I mean, it just makes your heart heavy. Cause <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> that day, I mean, anyway, okay. so We should go back to Hollywood. Let's, let's lighten up a little, shall we? Let's kids? go back. Da, 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 uh, da, da, da. Da, Hollywood and my guy, Randy Quaid. Oh, Randy, Randy, Randy. So Randy Quaid, if you don't know him, he's, he's the brother of Dennis Quaid. So, Randy Quaid, remember Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Vacation? Oh, of course. Yes. That's Randy Quaid. Okay. He was the one that was like in the desert in the Vegas vacation? Yes. Yes. Shooting rattlesnakes for dinner and and whatnot. 
Vegas vacation. <laughs> what are you bringing up the worst? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you said worst as I said favorite. <laughs> and then I stopped talking. Oh, if you didn't know. man, I love that movie. But I mean, Cousin Eddie from Vegas Vacation. I mean, Randy Quaid. He was on Saturday Night Live. His, I mean, he was he was one of the main characters in Independence Day. Um, he was in um. You know, a great uh. Peter Bogdanovich's uh, The Last Picture. Like, Randy Quaid, he could be a great actor. He got awards for his portrayal of Linda Baines Johnson. He's from Texas. His brother is Dennis Quaid, who's all sexy and looks good. Um, but a couple... I mean, Randy Quaid had a show with Jonathan Winters. A couple years ago, Randy Quaid went off the reservation. Okay. And when you say that, you mean exactly what? Randy Quaid went crazy. So, um, him and his wife said that they were squatting in a house they used to own and sold, but they were squatting in it because they were being hunted by a group called the Hollywood Star Whackers. Whoa. So, this is their conspiracy. The Hollywood Star Whackers try to take as much money as they can from celebrities and also murder them so it's, you know, there's no evidence of it. They did it to Heath Ledger. You remember Heath Ledger, that good-looking guy? Of course. Guy? Right. Oh, man, I loved him in that, uh, what was it, Knight's, Knight's Tale movie? Oh, and he, that Knight's Tale was fun. I that love was that a, movie. That was a great movie. Thought he was really cute. Knight's Tale was fun, and um, Heath Ledger obviously was the best Joker, I mean, in years, a long time. Great Joker. But they said, like, these Hollywood stockers, they killed Heath Ledger. They tried to poison to death a guy right. named Jeremy Piven. Why? Um, to collect their money and... And do what with it? Well, keep their money. Oh, they're just they're bandits, just, basically? Like, they're just greedy. Jeez. I thought to we were getting lighter here. What's this? <laughs> well, the Hollywood... It's lighter because it's Randy Quaid. The name Quaid. is funny. And Star and, Whackers is and, a pretty hilarious name. And too. he ran away to Canada. Like he was so afraid of it. He ran away to Canada. Well, it's a safe place. I hear it's nice up there. No, I, I right. Canada is a. great. Obviously, a, obviously our neighbors to the north. Um, but the Hollywood, so they ran away to Canada and they tried to apply for asylum in British Columbia. And Canada was like, no, you can't just. Show up here, claim something crazy that that people are trying to kill celebrities, um, and then like they had left a whole bunch of bills and destruction and all wow. these things in the United States. And Randy Quaid's he's he's not like some small time actor. Like Randy Quaid yeah. was a huge actor. He had his own sitcom. He was in major films in the 1990s, and then in the 2000s, him and his wife fell off the deep end. And ran to Canada, claiming that they were being hunted by Starwax. Yeah, well, I mean, so they believe this, and then their actions supported that belief, which it's just okay. So when you think about these situations, it's kind of sad because <laughs> they have no way of winning. Because if it's actually true and they react to it, well, then they're dead. Right, exactly. But if it's not true, then they look like they're cuckoo, cuckoo, you know. 
they are cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Okay. Because like you, you listen. So I was. You reading don't believe today, in the Star Whackers. I don't believe in the Star Whackers because number one, Heath Ledger Hope was you don't just get a guy. Any day. <sighs> right, Heath no, Ledger you. was just a guy who got famous, got a bunch of doctors who gave him a bunch of pills because you know for painkillers and stuff, and then drank with the pills. And then mm-hmm. died. It was too bad because he was a very talented actor. And um, Randy Quaid, number one, who would want to kill Randy Quaid? Like, it's Cousin Eddie from National Lampoons. It's the guy from uh, Independence Day. Yeah. Like, Randy Quaid is super funny, a great actor. Um, him and his wife just did some questionable things and then... He left, and now is trying to make an excuse for it. So mm-hmm. that is a celebrity conspiracy theory. Yeah, well, he genuinely... I do not believe. But they clearly believe, or else... I mean, and it's not just one person. That's that's a guy and his wife. Sure. The two of them buy into it enough that they have changed their lives to... Right, they ran <laughs> away like, this. like fugitives. Like, he's yeah. not acting it's in sad. And this is a talented guy, so it's... it's yeah. it, it is very sad. So, I mean, sometimes that celebrity stuff gets to you too many times. And that's probably why we should talk about the thing that's hit the, uh, the news the most oh, man. in the past couple of weeks. And this one I find particularly just sad. Well, this is more for our generation. Yeah. You know, um, obviously, a lot of people that we know like Creed. Mm-hmm. Right, sure. with arms wide open <laughs> under the sunlight. Okay, okay, okay. I know you love it. So, um, so <laughs> Scott Stapp. Yeah, that has been all over Facebook, all over Twitter. Like this, this Scott Stapp has lost his shit. You know, and it's it's honestly, I find it really sad because it's <sighs> the train wreck is there, and you you can't help but like want to look at it and listen to the, the, the audio files and stuff and you're like okay this person is is dealing with something probably some kind of mental il- illness or yeah or if, I mean, if he actually is okay well explain the for those who haven't haven't seen the reports mike can you tell us what well i mean so i mean obviously creed made a boatload of money like 14 15 years ago like Creed was the biggest band in the United States. I mean, they were I didn't know anybody who had not heard a Creed song. Probably 1999, 2000. Like yeah, they were they the, had a bunch of number 1 hits. Absolutely. They were sending Madonna's label like Creed really was huge. And we've made fun of Scott Stapp in the interim because he was playing at the same place we were at the same time. Like last I was just going to so say, now I, I feel a little bad about that now. It was well, really funny. It was crazy. No, but that was, yeah, it was before everything went down. Okay, so. But the thing is, is that, I mean, he put a couple of videos on Facebook in the past month that have just shown that, I mean, Scott Stapp's not in the right place. Like his wife sued for divorce and said that uh, he had a problem with crystal meth which, I mean, he's from Florida. I don't want to, you know, make the guys... Like, that is that is the... If you're talking about the South and you're talking about cliches, like, oh, yeah, he's into crystal well, meth. And we've already discussed how, you know, band... band uh, well, I guess musicians often fall 
prey to the <laughs> the drug habits that, sure. are, that are out there. So, I mean. You you wait around for most of the night, and then you're hoping to do something fun after you're done playing. And you have an hour and a half of fun, or an hour of fun, or 45 minutes of fun for 12, 14, 16 hours of sitting around or hauling stuff or, or being unhappy. I mean, a musician's a hard job. Scott Stapp did it for years on tour with Creed, even though they were super popular. 911 call comes out on TMZ this week. So Scott Stapp's already being made fun of all over the internet because he says that people are trying to steal his money, people are trying to hurt him, people are trying to hurt his family, and he's putting a video out to his fans. Yeah. And it sounds like madness. Like, what? It's, I mean, the thing that I find really sad is that it's just... He puts these things out there and because he's so famous and so many people know him, it's like people are laughing at it immediately and making fun of it. And it's just, it's really sad to see somebody who's clearly being tortured by, you know, demons of, of the mental variety. Absolutely. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's just um, a chemical imbalance or what he has going on, but it's just sad because it's like this poor guy. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that about a Creed, Creed band member, but I mean, right, right, right. It's his personal thing, and it's being aired publicly in large part due to his own actions. But it's it's like everyone's watching it and making fun of it, and it's just clearly not well, good. I, well, we're looking at the Rolling Stone, like so right now. We're looking at the Rolling Stone account. Yeah, yeah, right. And Rolling Stone said that had their own issues with <laughs> journalism this past week, and it says. Scott Stapp's downward spiral captured on police recordings. Singer claims a group of people are trying to kill him and tells dean of his son's school that the core of ISIS, Whoa. the Islamic State in Syria, is within his own family. Right. So he's calling his kids principal or whatever and saying, you know, you need to protect the school because they're coming after you. So it's 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 beyond his own little. It's not like just one solo guy with his circle of <laughs> right issues. It, it's like he's it's expanded to his kids' school and he's completely obviously Scott Stapp is completely mentally ill. Yeah, he calls nine one one. He tells the dispatcher, "I don't know. I've been running for about six or seven weeks. I'm trying to keep them away from my family." He says he's on the side of the road in a Florida highway. He abandoned his car. And then my favorite is he asks, you know, they're like, what are you wearing? He's like, I'm wearing jeans and like a white. So, wait a minute. What kind of 911 person is this? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Well, they want to see him on the side of the road. Like, because no, he's running just, on the side of the road. Like, he's wearing jeans and a white, like, wife beater. And, uh, you know, he's like, it just was a very epic look for having his very public meltdown. Yeah. And when you hear the 911 call, too, it's like. He sells it. I mean, he, he definitely is believing what he's saying. He doesn't sound that crazy. He doesn't sound like, crazy. And he sounds like he's just a guy that genuinely is like needs help. And people and I mean that in the way of like not psychological. Help, well, obviously, but in the way of like someone is actually chasing him. So it's believable. It is very believable. And he does not sound crazy. That's so the maybe thing. he's what if he is right? Sure. But in another clip from a different 911 call, <laughs> sure. Stapp attempted to report his wife, Jacqueline, for stealing his car and trying to sell it, only to be told that because the car was taken by his wife, it wasn't theft. He claimed his wife threatened to blackmail me. 
and said that if I went to the police about the stolen money, then she would release it in public supposed picture, she says, or anything else she can defame me to ruin my reputation and career. And again, that could be true. Of Let's course it, it could be Let's true. Let's face this it. I is mean, a guy that, this is a guy that had sex with someone next to Kid Rock and somebody put it on videotape. So okay. like this, I'm sure he has some images that would be very damaging to the way that Christians feel about Creed. And not to mention the fact that, I mean, we've seen celebrity relationships go south before and people just, you know, they do whatever they need to do to get their share of the money or whatever it is, you know? So it's like, who knows? Maybe his I, wife was just like, hey, I'm done with you and I want I want to get my money and I'm going to blackmail you. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I am mad about this story. Why are you mad, Mike? Because I'm defending Scott Snap, and I, I hated Creed from the beginning. Like from the very day I went, I remember um, I moved to lacrosse for a couple of lost years in the early 2000s and I was jamming with these guys just to have fun on like a Saturday afternoon or something and they only knew Creed songs. Yes. So I sang like I used like the first, like the My Own Prison Creed album. I would, um, I would look at those lyrics and just make up a melody for what they were playing behind okay. me. And it just and they're made probably me... just like, who the hell are you? No, they loved <laughs> it. They wanted to start a band. And I was like, no, thanks. Hey, but thanks for the uh, couple of beers. I got to go. Um, but either way, like, I feel like, man, we are defending Scott Stapp. Like, he's a guy, but the thing is, like, he's a guy that's sick and he's got problems. Right. And you know what? I... No, I mean, I, I have to admit, I'm not perfect. When I saw the first, the very no, first no, article, <laughs> when I saw the very first article, I was inclined to be like, ah, <laughs> Scott Stapp. And then I started like, I, as I was reading it, I was like, I could just sort of feel myself going, oh, oh, oh. He's a mentally ill guy. And the thing yeah. is like, I and do not think. are making fun of it. I do not think the CIA is trying to kill Scott Stapp in his wife beater and jeans running down a Florida highway. But I do think But if they were, I mean, he he ran a foul he he ran he ran a foul of the wrong people including his family. And um and also, if they were after him, I mean, who's going to believe, believe him? It? Yeah, nobody would believe it. We like with arms why don't like don't you run to somebody with arms wide open? Cuz the whole internet's laughing at him right now. So it's like if the CIA, CIA wanted to get him, you know, this would be the time. Yeah, do it. I mean, I'm not saying that they should do that, but of course, it would be easy at this point. We're not encouraging the CIA like sponsored murder of Scott Stapp, but we are encouraging um, people to find their friends that have uh, mental illness in their life and do something for them. Right? You know? Yes, absolutely. So Scott Stapp, hope the best for him. I really do. I hope that he's able to resolve. Like, whatever issues. I mean, and I just hope he can do it without the TMZ and everybody, like, being all up. Yeah, and I, I hope he can do it without singing. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, between the 9-11 truthers and yes. Randy Quaid and Scott Stapp, mm-hmm. celebrities who believe in conspiracy. There's a lot conspiracy. of them. Yeah, there's a ton in of In fact, them. enough so that we should probably do another episode on this, mic because we have been talking about this for quite a while. And we haven't even gotten through half the outline. 
And also, this is episode 16, where the show notes can be found at othersidepodcast.com slash 16. So we're going to get through more celebrity conspiracy theories in the new year. Yeah, new but, year's coming soon. But at the same time, it's the holiday season, and we should talk a little bit about our brand new Christmas <gasps> song that we're going to play for you right now. Oh, yeah, and it's totally relevant to this topic, too. Absolutely. If you're worried that Facebook or Google or Twitter is selling your information, then you're going to like this one. This song's called Big Data Christmas. You used to be such a pain to shop for. You used to be so tough. I never knew just what to get and I never bought enough. It always broke my heart to see you sad under that tree. But this year will be different Cause of your internet cookies We always thought the government would Try and read our minds Stick us in our gulag Maybe make us work our mind We gave up all our secrets For some email that was free Who'd have thought that techies Were the real enemy Christmas, I just want my privacy. So I'll get suggestions from now on to Christmas Eve. Of everything you're looking for, or everything you need. So I think they know you better than I ever could. Since they read all your texts, I guess they probably should. So let the bells ring out It's just another sale from good old Amazon And we used to think the government would try and read our minds Stick us in a gulag Maybe work us in our mind We gave up all our secrets for some email that was free And pictures of vacations of Christmas, I just want my privacy. Santa might be creepy, cause he spies on little kids. But that bearded fat man don't have analytics, no! Santa don't sell your information.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. All right, pretty good.